Maya. Jade. <laughs> Euphoria, Mary Fuck Kill. Uh Elliot, Jules, and Nate. Ooh, kill Nate. First first of all. Yep. Um I would fuck Jules because she's been around. Like, you know, I know she has the skills. <laughs> She'd be good for it. Um, and Mary Elliott for no special reason except that he's left. And um, Dominic Fike looks good. So Dominic Fike does look good. Yeah. Um, that's that's fair. That's fair. I I would I would I would have uh, questioned you if you would have did anything else with Nate but kill him. Just know this is a judgment zone. This, um, I, w- I would have judged you harshly. Yeah. 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 Mm. All right. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Cardinal Hearts. Um, this is one of our chaos episodes where Woo-hoo! we talk about movies that only one of us has watched and we piss poorly describe it to the other person. Or as I like to call it, Mr. Garrison style teaching. Mr. Garrison style teaching. Um... I'm I'm not going first, even though I sound very confident in the fact that like I'm talking a lot. Uh, I'm not going first, actually. Maya is because um, I no, get to finally know what the fuck happens in Ladybird. Yep, Ladybird. All so right. We, we actually recorded Chaos before, and it did not go that great. <laughs> so we are trying again, and I'm going first this time. So yeah, um, I had to these holes, and I will never talk about that movie ever again for as long as I live. Yeah, that book made me that book. Wow. Yeah, it felt like a book <laughs> while you were talking. To be fair, it is a book. It, it felt, is a book. It's based on a book. Yeah, I will never watch that movie or read the book. Um, I know yeah. that for a fact. It's just too much going on. It just looks dry. I don't know. Maybe it's the title. It was more uh, entertaining than I thought. But we weren't here to talk about holes. Today we're here to talk about Ladybird. But before we do that, how has your week been? Um. Damn. I forgot that there was a week that even happened. My week has been um sleepy. It's been very sleepy. I've been sleeping uh quarter of the days and then waking up a little late to go and perform motherly duties but it's been fine otherwise i made dinner one time this week and everybody loved it made some slappy joe sliders i'm jealous yeah i like the way i said that it sounded real real uh, kinky slappy joe sliders they were good though what i did like half uh, sharp cheddar and then like half mozzarella and they was bussing bussing so 
That's Literally, my kid said they were bussing, bussing. I I didn't say that. She did. So that sounds like her. Yeah, she's funny. What a girl. Um, what a what a kid. By golly, um, how was your week? My week was pretty good. The weather has been getting warmer, which is great. Um, I also like got out of some shit I really didn't want to do, which is always nice. Um, but like I was walking on sunshine a little bit, sunshine, sunshine a little bit. I say it the um, same exact way. Oh you my say shun, you say sunshine. Yes, that I was can't an I do not do that. <laughs> oh, okay, damn. All right, yeah, I can't. I can't say like like s like normal sort of like s words especially like st words as a as a street strawberry sunshine i can't yeah i don't know i don't know i don't even have a lisp i just my mouth just don't work like that i'm really sorry to hear that that sounds concerning (laughs) yeah i don't want to go to speech therapy they might make me start saying words like really correctly and i love fucking up words i like real life typos that's my life oh me too I i like writing things not writing things saying things incorrectly like um there's this line that i always use but it concerns me that people don't correct me on it um (laughs) <laughs> like I say it as a joke but people like don't react and that's very concerning um from the house bunny I always say like my head's pounding like a nail <laughs> and everybody's just like <laughs> and everybody just lets me have it and I'm like I'm not sure if <laughs> you just <laughs> you just think I'm so stupid <laughs> that you correcting me will not make a difference or if you just don't know that this is not the right way to say it but okay the thing is is i know the right i also know the right way to say it but i'm also joining in the brigade of letting you have it so yeah take that how you how you will always fun Mm -hmm. and also um how the turntables that's a thief that's my favorite one It, it makes me think of the jonas brothers every time wait why because oh my god, you don't know the running Jonas Brother meme where they they like two of them walk in a room, and they pick up a table and they turn around and they sit it back down, and then Joe comes out and he stands on the table and he's like, "Oh, how the tables have turned." No, is that old oh from god. when they were youths? Yes, and then they did they redid it when they got back together. Oh. It was like the best moment. Okay, just very, very quick side note. When I was pregnant, I cried because I was like, my kid will never know the Jonas Brothers. Like, she'll never understand what the beauty of the Jonas Brothers were. Mind you, I was like in my 20s. But also, like, that was just like their running joke was just like they pick up a table and they turn around with the table sit it back down and then joe comes busting in the room and he stands on the table and then it's like oh how the tables have turned it's a really great video i'll i'll, I'll send it to you please do You're they're really it. funny very funny jersey boys oh i forgot they were jersey boys that's probably why they're funny because i never take nothing anyone from jersey seriously yeah every jersey boy is a joke Ooh, sick burn. Unfortunately. Yeah. This is a Jersey Slander podcast. 
take I, I, I love how you're always like, this is a blank, this stan account or slander account. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> sure. We all <laughs> we all hate Jersey around here. Fuck Jersey. The home all the homies hate Jersey. Absolutely. It's like hot garbage. And I feel like the sandwiches are really wet. Mm. Like, what know, a creative but... insult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. It took me. Yep, like that's why you come that's why your fucking subs are goddamn soggy and not in a good way. Too much vinegar. You veneric bitch. I don't know. That was all I had. We can we can we can proceed now. Send this to every Jersey and you know. Mm-hmm. All right. Tell, tell him I said it. So, um, yeah, that was my week. You okay, know, it was chilling. Mostly. That's great. I'm so glad you got rid of the shit you didn't want. Nobody deserves shit you don't want on your plate. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely. So, you know, hey, let's get into the good stuff. Welcome to chaos. Yeah, well, at how good this is going to be is debatable. Like I said, I approached this review or this recap, I guess, mm-hmm. um, like Garrison teaches the class, like when he's pissed and he just like writes on the board some dumb stuff and <laughs> they just sit there and watch. So um, there are really no names written down. I wrote, oh, down, <laughs> I wrote down um the lead character, and that's how I refer to her for most of my notes, or um by the actor's name. But as we talked about before, I do not know the um the leading lady's name. I do not know how to say it. And I think you told me. Do you know it? Uh, Cersei. Sorts S A O R Sarah. I think it's like Sarah 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 C. Something like that. Fucking I know her from that movie. Hannah. I know her from that. So let's go with that. Let's call her Ladybird. I was gonna call her spicy, but um <laughs> there we go. <laughs> that's enough. that's even better. Close enough. All right. All right. So Ladybird. Okay, so Ladybird is basically about um this girl, well the girl we were talking about, um Spicy. Right. So she goes to Catholic school and it's her oh, senior uh-huh. year. Yeah, right. So it's her senior year and she starts obsessing over like going to a really prestigious school on the East Coast. Like remember, well you didn't watch it. Like how in Gossip Girl Blair was obsessed with going to oh, what was it? Never fucking mind. An irrelevant point now cuz I can't even remember the school. But She's really obsessed with going to a prestigious East Coast school. Um, and it feels like, you know, for whatever reason, like, she just idealizing, like, living on the East Coast. Um, but I also think, like, she's just obsessed with obs- escaping where she currently is, um, escaping her life. Um, but anyway, she's obsessed with going to a prestigious school on the East Coast, even though her family is broke as hell and she lives in California. Um so she's going through this phase and she decides she wants to be called Ladybird. And um, like every other coming of age film with a teenage girl, her and her mom hate each other and um, her mom just doesn't understand her. 
Um, yeah, it's so sad, so tragic, so new, so fresh. I've never heard it before, seen it. Um, so her mom thinks she's ungrateful, and I think that's reasonable. Um, because her mom can't afford to give her like a fancy life, and she's trying to express like, "Hey, I can't afford. I cannot afford that shit. Can you do something, you know, a little closer? Like, um, we can't take out all those loans, you know. You know, just trying to help her out, really. Um, so her mom, like, she even though she's coming from a good place, like she's kind of like shrill. She's a pain in the ass about it. So of course, um. What is her name? Spicy. Spicy is not really Spicy. trying to hear her out. Yeah, I was about to say Ladybird, but no, that's not usually the name she wants to go by. I want to call her Spicy, so that's who she is. <laughs> um. So, yeah. So she like her and her mom like are arguing about it, and like at one point she literally like opens the door while her mom is driving, and like launches herself out of the moving car, and naturally she breaks her arm. And I don't know, I was never, like, that defiant as a kid. Well, I was, I did some, I did some shit. Were you that defiant as a teenager? I would never jump out of a moving car because you will never guess the reason why I was afraid. I was scared to break my fucking arm and wow. my neck. Oh, yeah, didn't even yeah. think of that. I thought that, yeah, was, I, like, I thought that was a movie thing. No, I would, if I, like, I've, I've thought about, like, jumping out of a car once just because I was like, ooh, what, like, like, what you know, like, happen? right, like, you know, like, ooh, intrusive thoughts, like, what if I swear about, you know, but like, ooh, what if I just open the door and, like, tuck and roll, but then I was like, ooh, what if I, like, get road rash and then, like, break some shit? Yikes. Don't want that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would not be a vibe. What's, like, the most um, defiant teenager thing you've ever done? If there's um, I, whew, I lied <laughs> about about where I was going and who I was hanging out with one time. I like one told, time. yeah, I told like my, I told my, I told my nana I was gonna go hang out with my my friends. And I went to go to my boyfriend's house. We didn't do anything, literally. We just were hanging out. And then my Nana found out because, like, my friend's mom snitched on me to my Nana, like, directly. But, but like, all of us got in trouble. And it was fine because, like, we all agreed, like, this is what I'm going to do. And they were like, yeah, I'm on board. Like, I got your back. And I was like, yeah, thanks. And then that was it. And, um that yeah that happened and like after prom i like went to a hotel and i just told them i was gonna go to like an after party but i was also told like as long as you're home before 3 a.m so like obviously whatever i did after prom was nobody's business so that's it i just i just lied a couple of times i mean you were pretty old for like prom though I mean, not yeah, to say, like, yeah. yeah, like I was like, I was like, I was exactly like 18. So like, what, like, what, what could they do? They could be like, how dare you go have sexual intercourse at your age? You nasty Jezebel. Like my, my grandma used to be a cheerleader and I'm going to stereotype cheerleaders are sluts. So like she knew what was going down. It's prom. Well, that was about it. I never did. 
I threatened to run away, but then my Nana was like, I'll pack your bags. And I was like, wait, no, that's not, I'm, no, wait, you supposed to want me here. She's like, nah, if you want to go, you can go. And that was about it. I used to threaten to run away all the time when I was like seven. Um, yeah. yeah. Rebellious I, kids are a thing. I think um, the most rebellious thing I ever did was my mom used to try to force me to go to church. And then one t- one year I was just tired of it. So I would literally just walk out and walk home. Um, that's okay. She would drive me all the way there and I would just walk home. Um, and eventually oh, she stopped. That's wow. That's a move. That's a. That's I think I think the conclusion that we are slowly getting to here is that white kids are crazy. White kids are crazier. Really <laughs> they they're they're like, fuck you, Margaret. And I'm like, whoa. Basically. Damn, that's, that's crazy. But I, the first the first sign was when she named herself Ladybird. So Yeah, who the fuck Ladybird? Like, first of all, we all know you're you're already whack if you give yourself your own nickname. You know? Want, just you know, just name yourself Harriet or something. Just give it make it a real name. Yeah. Like, I'm not grading a test by Ladybird. You, <laughs> you fucking write down Ladybird. I'm gonna be like, come here. Right, you failed the first question. What's your name? <laughs> it's Who not Ladybird. Told you to write that on my paper. Don't do that shit. What's wrong with you? Right now, I'm mad. Um, yeah. Okay. So, yep. So yeah, she launches herself out of the car, um, because her mom's nagging her about the schools. So at her Catholic school, she joins the school musical with her friend who I'm going to call sidekick because uh, I can't remember shit that she did. Um, really nothing special. She was kind of there to be a soundboard and just kind of be annoyed when Lady Bird was doing something she didn't think she should be doing. Um, nothing special. So she joins the school musical. She falls for this guy who's also working on the school musical. Um, of course. Yeah. Um, she disappoints, like, he's rich, though, so, like, she's very resentful of her her family for not having any money, and it's like, sorry, like, um, this is what, at least we have food and clothes, sorry, we can't um, give you expensive things, but, yeah, so she disappoints her mom by, like, spending Thanksgiving, her last Thanksgiving um, as a high school student with his family, because they're rich. Um, oh. Yeah. But the joke's on her because after that, she finds him with another man and he was using her as a bear, a bear the whole time that they were dating. So I was like, ha, that's what you get. Disappointed your mom for no reason. Um, so yeah. So then she meets another guy um, and she kind of like ditches sidekick um, and she just starts hanging out with this other guy. And the other guy is the number one movie star on the scene right now. Can you guess? I'm sure you already know. White boy of the month, Millennium, Timothy Chalamet, Mission, Mission May. Yay. Yes, yeah, so it's him. So she meets this other guy, Chalamet. Um, she ditches sidekick. That is how you say his name. And I know, but it just. It's just the way you say it. Just it, I don't know. It's just something about the way you say it. Just kind of reminds me of like when people talk about like Charlemagne the God. Oh yeah, you they kind of like, sound like that. <laughs> yeah, like when you just kind of sort of like deliberately fuck up somebody's name. Like you know, I remember that episode of like Life when everybody was calling like Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, Benadryl. 
come cumbersnatch and you know shit like that that's just what it sounds like yeah everybody was just talking about that because i just found out that everyone thinks that tom holland looks like he has a frog in his mouth or something i'm crying leave that boy mouth alone He's just living his dream. Listen, he is an angel. No slander of Tom Holland. No, listen, this is a no slander of Tom Holland song. Damn. So keep going. She ditches the sidekick. Um, she starts hanging out with Shalman, like this other popular girl. Um, so, of course, now it's again, she's living her dream. She's, um, you know, getting to pretend like she has money and, like, she comes from, like, a rich family and, um, you know, like, she has no worries and not a care like they do. Um, she just starts pretending like she's not broke, basically. Oh, okay. Um, she also makes friends or she makes up with her ex, the one that used her. Um and you know like they become friends which is nice that was nice um so she goes to a party with Shalme and she confesses that she's a virgin and he's <gasps> and he's like wow that's crazy because i'm a virgin too <laughs> so then they have sex and then surprise surprise he's not a virgin um so she gets very upset by that, <laughs> that i'm crying like, you know, he lied to her, so she goes home sobbing. Because um, I think he, he literally tells her, like, right after. Um, like, oh, I'm not a virgin. That post-nut clarity right. going wrong. He was like, oh, no, yeah, you know what? I remember I slept with, like, three other bitches before you. <laughs> <laughs> Slipped oh, my right. mind. Slipped my this mind. isn't my first pussy. Damn. Oh, oh shit. Crazy. Oof. So she goes home crying. Her mom comforts her. You know, guys suck. This is your first lesson in that. Um, I don't know how she got that far in life without knowing that men do shit like that. But oh, not how, that you know. But you know that. Men how suck. was the? How was not being used as a beard not her first introduction? Like she didn't tell anybody. It, I guess she was embarrassed. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. So she gives a speech at a pro-life event and the girl, the popular girl finds out that she used her gay ex's house, like to pretend like that's her house because, you know, she's pretending like she's rich. All right. Yeah. Um, so after that, things get kind of weird between them and like they're kind of friends, but mostly not friends. And yeah. So now, you know. She lost, like, her her dream boyfriend um, after she finds out he's not a virgin anymore. Um, she oh. loses the one before that because she finds out he's gay. She threw her old best friend to the side. And um, now she doesn't have her new replacement friend because her friend found out she's broke. And it's not even just the fact that, you know, you're broke. It's the fact that you lied about it. And you pretended, like, somebody's house was your house when it wasn't. Um, so, yes, I will say, okay, so her dad, because if you've been wondering where her dad is in this picture, um, he's, like, really depressed and unemployed, which is, like, part of the reason why they're so broke. Um, her mom is, like, basically the only person that has a job, so bringing money in. 
Um, and like he helps her apply for schools on the East Coast behind her mom's back. Um, and she gets accepted to a school on the West Coast. And then she also gets accepted. Oh, wait, no, not accepted. She gets waitlisted for a school in New York. Oh, okay. Okay. How how fulfilling. Every it's every girl's dream to be waitlisted. I'm waitlisted for a Klarna card. What's exciting? You know, Klarna, the card, the, oh. the little payment system where yeah. like, yeah, you pay like four payments. Yeah, I'm waitlisted for that. So I feel that excitement. I I wow, it's thrilling absolutely Ooh. fulfilling it's exciting so yeah. that's where i'm gonna leave you what do you think happens next uh, man i i guess her and her mom repair their relationship they agree to love each other and not like each other um she gets into the school she apologizes to her her best friend and um she she realizes that um she's fucking stuck up and a little prudish that that catholic school really actually worked because she just sounds like an asshole she sounds like every prude fundamentalist she sounds like girl defined truthfully so um maybe maybe she realizes like damn okay this shit's actually been working on me. Maybe I have been listening. And then she's like, you know what? I don't want to be that person. I'm going to open my mind to more possibilities. And and then maybe go back to the guy who slept with three other bitches and be like, it's okay that you slept with other bitches because, I, you know, life is short. And she thinks that it's going to run out, I guess, because... 17 is really hard of an age it's really hard to be 17 Super it's so hard. hard oh my gosh i mean i was 117 and oh my god it's like i got all like i should be full of grays now right you know like I have all fun. These bill- oh no i didn't have any bills right, right. i got all these fucking responsibilities I, in oh, these no. social circles yeah you know, I gotta keep these people happy, make these people laugh, or fucking figure out my emotional intelligence at this age. Unless you God. choose not to, but you know. Oh, okay. Well, Choice is yours. Yeah, you can you can just be you can just vibe and be dumb, you know? But I think she tries to I think she uh does the does the sort of coming of age white girl move where she like realizes that she was shitty and she apologizes and then her friend hugs her because she's like oh, of course I was going to be there for you the whole time you cunt <laughs> that's all I got that's, that's my only idea alright kind of it goes that way but oh, okay. being I think um the one thing about this that I would say is different than like other coming of age films is that it normally goes the way you just described but mm-hmm. I feel like the way that this movie described is probably the reason why so many like white women really identify with it because I don't feel like she ever really like she does learn, but like not in a way that I think makes her a better 
person in the long run. Oh, like, okay. Yeah. So, okay. So she goes to prom basically by herself because the guy, um, Shalami, and her friend, the rich girl, um, go to a party instead. Um, and at prom, she actually makes up with the sidekick. And like you said, the sidekick was waiting for her to come around all along because she's the sidekick. What else was yeah. she going to do? That's the reason why she's in the movie. Of course. Um, her friend, her gay ex, reveals the truth to her mom about how she applied to the schools in um, New York or in the East Coast, and she got waitlisted for one. Um, so her mom, being the pain in the ass that she is, stops speaking to her altogether. Um, oh. Yeah. So... <laughs> Um, I didn't know that was an option. I yeah. didn't know you could just do that to your 17-year-old child, but that's cool. That's yep. cool. That's what she does. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Spicy finds out that she got into the New York school. Oh. Yay! Oh my god. And Now she's gonna be everybody else's problem. Yeah. And then basically it's like her dad um, feels like he doesn't want her to be depressed and like go in the way that her mom wants her to go just because it's comfortable she wants her to he he wants her to have new experiences um and kind of like push the boundaries um like she wants to um and just like you know find out on her own and like fall on her own um so that is why he helped her apply to schools behind her mom's back and then he helps her like apply for financial aid and stuff so she can actually go to the school in New York. Um, so she gets ready to go. Her mom refuses to say goodbye. Um, and she goes and she gets on the plane and she leaves. And her mom is like crying in her room because the ladybird has left the nest. <gasps> wow. Oh no, that's it had meaning all along. Yeah. <laughs> so she goes to New York and she decides to use her name again, which is Christine, but we're still going to call her Spicy. Um, and yeah, Christine she, also sucks. Yeah. Uh, so she, um, now that she's in the school in New York and like she's getting acclimated with that, it's basically the end of the movie. Um, and she actually goes out, she gets really drunk. She gets, she goes to the hospital. Um, for getting too drunk. While she's in the hospital, she gets visited by a church. Um, she talks to them, and then she calls her mom and thanks for everything. And that is the end of the movie. Wow. That fucking sucked. I am so glad I didn't watch it. as a tomato, tomato, tomato situation. It was a tomato situation, all right. I think it got 86 Wow. Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes, it literally works on the worst. Like, I don't know what it is. I, I don't. First of all, it took me like seven years to learn how Rotten Tomatoes worked. I guess the freshness was um is, is a positive thing and the rottenness is the bad thing. But it still, it, it still deserves all the Rotten Tomatoes. It's a Shakespeare play where the main lead doesn't know any of the lines and just starts like reading off his own personal poetry. So 
yeah, that movie sucked. I mean, it's probably very profound and moving for other white people. Um, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Like, I didn't hate it. It just that I didn't care for it. Couldn't relate to it. And I'm tired of, like, watching coming-of-age films that I couldn't relate to. Because I watched it for the first time while I was in college. And it's like, uh-huh. um, yeah, I don't know. After, of course, I was in college. I think it, that's when it came out. But um, after hearing all the hype about the movie and actually seeing it, it was just boring to me. Um, yeah, that was it. So congratulations. I shared that with you. Now I can tell Letterboxd that I saw Ladybird and uh, write a really piss poor review based on the osmosis of this information. <laughs> Do it. Um, yeah, I just I'll just go ahead and start tricking. I'm gonna update my letterbox every every time we do chaos and just like link the podcast there and be like, I technically watched it. Thanks, thanks because of this. Um, yeah, no, I, I um I didn't like it. No, I like the pictures that came from the promos. The like when when a sort sourcey and um. Timothy were taking pictures together and they looked like a very powerful gender non-conforming couple. Yeah. I was like, wow, that's hot. Was that oh, that was for that? Haven't they been in a couple movies together? No. Yeah, I think but I think ever since then, and then they were in some more movies together, they just kept like giving the same energy in those photo shoots. And I was like, that's nice. That's <laughs> that's powerful. All right. Um, guess it's my turn. Swoosh transition music. Um, so this one is pretty recent. Uh, I watched the movie Titan. It is a French thriller movie. Um, unlike you, I have no notes because it's fresh. It's fresh on me. It's right here. You don't see me pointing, but I'm clicking my forehead. It's right there for me. You're okay? clicking it? Yeah, I'm press well, I'm pressing it. And from the inside of my own head, it sounds like a clicking noise because mm. I keep tapping it. So yeah, it's like like that's the pin click. Me slapping my forehead sounds like just like that on the inside of my head. Um Titan is a French film that came out in 2021. Uh the lead, whose name I don't know how to pronounce, was um that's her first movie good for her um what else do i know about it it was directed by a woman which is why i think everyone on letterbox was giving it like five stars but um it's a body horror movie and to the best of my ability i'm not going to vividly describe the body horror up until the part where it's most important so thank you for that yeah, yeah, because not everyone's into that. I'm into that, obviously. Uh, that's my jam. That's why um, 
I'm a very Lovecraftian child, but, uh, you know. So Titan starts off where um, his dad is in the car and he's driving and he turns around and he's like, put your fucking seatbelt on and they crash. And uh, the the kid who didn't put her fucking seatbelt on, excuse me, uh, got her head knocked into the window. So now she has a titanium plate on the side of her fucking head. And that is the print. That's the basis of all of the shit that starts to happen afterwards. Um, her name is Alexia. Ale- yeah, Ale- it's Alex. I so yeah, Alexia. Alexa, whatever. Um, she is a car model. Uh, there is a part where she is dancing in front of a car and she starts twerking. It's terrible because when I looked up at the TV, that was all I saw was jiggling flat white ass. And it was, um, <laughs> she was, it wasn't oh, twerking. No. You know, she was like hopping on her toes and it was going up and down. And I was like, oh, she thinks she's doing something. Um, yeah. Okay. And then, um, She's taking a shower and then her hair gets caught on someone's nipple ring because she dropped the soap. And so she like is trying to get her hair out. And then finally she yanks off the girl's nipple ring, which like nothing happens to her nipple ring other than her screaming ow, you know. Uh, Also, the girl whose nipple ring it caught on. I don't know if you've ever seen this movie either because it's also really body horror french film it's called raw of this girl who's like a cannibal yeah i saw that i saw like most of it but i couldn't finish it yeah she's the lead in that movie so it's that girl with the nipple rings um uh, she's really not important but she does appear again um so the girl's like leaving the car show and some fans come up and she's like, oh my God, Alexia, can I have an autograph? That's my French accent. It's very Bulgarian, I believe, but that's what my French accent is going to sound like for the rest of this. And Ooh, then she's okay. like, okay. yeah, so you're getting a full fucking show. I'm a theater kid. I'm going to go all out. Um, And so she's like, she signs one and then someone's like, can I have it on the ground? And he's, she's like, no. And she keeps going. And then so he follows her to her fucking car. And he's like, ah, excuse me, can I have a kiss? And she's like, okay. So she does like the cheek to cheek kiss thing. And then and then he's like, can I have an autograph? And so she signs her name and hands it back. And then like he leaps into her car. Well, actually, he was like, I'm in love with you. I've always loved you. I know that this is creepy, but I love you so much. I I don't know what we could do with that. Maybe we can go out and figure it out. And she's like, okay. And he's like, and then he kissed her and she kissed him back and she had this hairpin in her hair and she fucking stabbed him in the ear and he died. And, um, yeah. then she put his body in the backseat of her car. I don't really know what the fuck she did with that car afterwards, but she went somewhere and he like threw up like white shit on her shoulder it's very fucking weird don't understand that part it's like he had a seizure but like she stabbed him in the ear don't know why he threw up like baby spit it literally looked like baby formula 
Um, so she goes and she takes a shower to get his baby formula off of her neck and shoulder. And then she hears like a thumping at the door. And we're like, what the fuck is that? Come to find out it's a, it's a fucking car. It just with its high beams on. So she goes into the car and you know, those low riders when they like start bouncing up and down on the front wheels, that's what she gets into the car and that's what starts happening. Come to find out she's fucking the car. She is fucking the car. Um, her hands are like tied and she's holding on to these ropes and she is just fucking this car. Not in any explicit way. She's literally just in the back seat, hands tied, moaning and groaning. And then she comes and I die a little bit because I don't know what the fuck happened uh, or as to why she's fucking this car. Um, the next day comes, she wakes up and she's like feeling between her thighs and it's like all weird feeling. And there's this black shit on her fingers and she's got like bruises between her thighs. So apparently the car was like fucking giving her the pipe, the exhaust pipe. <laughs> But done tisk tisk tisk. Um, well. Yeah, yeah, it was terrible. It's fucking terrible. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, some shit. We we see that she still lives at home with her parents. Um, it, I don't think her dad likes her. Honestly, um, don't know why, but he definitely doesn't. We can tell that from the expressions that he makes, which is general disgust every time that he's in the room with her um that's how i feel about her yeah i wait wait until you get wait until i get in there um so then um she's like her tummy was hurting and her mom's like oh let your dad give you a a touch-up and then he's like touching on her tummy she's like wait it hurts right here and he snatches his arm away and walks away so obviously he really didn't give a fuck and he doesn't like her so anyways back to the girl with the nipple rings she goes out on like a date with her and they're like kissing and stuff and then like she she like starts like sucking her nipples and she got a nipple ring in and she's really obsessed over this nipple ring and um she's like she's like about to bite the ring itself off because you'll never guess it's made out of steel and obviously if you picked up on anything this girl has a fucking metal fetish i guess from the titanium plate in her head that's all it makes me think of she has a titanium plate and now that's all she ever wants inside of her that was a pun that was a bad one um why else the fuck happened? <laughs> I love how you keep telling me jokes and they're not landing. Because <laughs> I'm just horrified. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is uh this is a, this is this is why I never became a stand-up comedian because it would mean <laughs> me telling very bad jokes that are very bad, and then I'd have to tell people that like, no, that was the point. It's because <laughs> it's a bad joke. You're supposed to laugh. Um. But yeah, uh, she, the girl, like she tries to like rip off her nipple ring again. She's just very obsessed with ripping this shit off. 
So she tries to rip it off and then like, I don't know, she runs off, she takes off running and she goes to like the water and she throws up and it's all black and shit. It's like motor oil. Um, That's important for later. And uh, her tummy, she's very skinny, by the way, but her tummy's poking out and I was like, ooh, she got a taco baby. Um, Yeah, that's all we get of that. And then we cut to the next scene where she's sitting on a toilet wearing the girl who had the nipple ring shirt. So they switched. So obviously they then did the do. So, you know, you should think that things are going to be fine. No, no. Um, that hairpin that she stabbed that dude in the ear with. Um, for a lack of being terribly terrible, I'm just going to say she tries to give herself, she, she took a pregnancy test. And I'm guessing it's that positive because it's been nine years since I took a pregnancy test and I don't remember how they work. So it was positive. And so she took her hairpin. It's been nine years. Yeah, I was pregnant nine years ago. My kid is turning nine this year. She's going to be nine. She's going to be nine, man. Yeah, it's really Damn. fucked up. Yeah. Um, I'm old. I'm old as fuck. Um. So, yeah, the girl takes the hairpin and she tries to pro-life herself. And um, it don't work because I don't think you can take a hairpin and pro-life up there your own self without just essentially killing yourself. So I think you just fucking poke right through all of the important organs and then just die that way. But nope, it just didn't work. Um did I mention she had motor oil coming out her cooch? Cause she got motor oil coming out her cooch. Okay. She's yeah. So she goes back in the living room with the girl that she obviously hooked up with. They start kissing again. And out of fucking nowhere, she just stabs her. Stabs her right in the cheek and then stabs her in the ear head part. Some dude comes downstairs and he's like, the fuck is going on here? And I'm like, I don't know how you didn't see this dead girl on the couch because you were at the top of the stairs where you could perfectly see over the back of the couch. But I don't, I'm not a physicist. I'm not going to tell people how to do their jobs with their eyeballs. So he comes over and then she uh, kills him with a, with a stool, a stool, like, like a bar stool. The one with the four legs on it though. Yep. She, she killed him with that. And then there was a girl in his room and she was going up there to kill her. But then this fat, like, black guy comes out and he's like covering his junk and he's like, Is the bathroom acapado? And um, she's like, She hugs him for some reason. And then he was like, Are you feeling okay? You want to come lay down in my bed? And she's like, I'm just so very tired. And uh, I, this is turned into a bad Spanish accent. Um, sorry about that, everybody. Um, and then she stabs him right in the back. Uh, I don't think he died. I think he was just paralyzed probably because she stabbed him in the lower back. I think she snapped his uh, spinal cord, but we don't really hear anything about that anymore. Um, and then the girl who was in the room tries to run away and she tries to get her, but she gets away. So we don't never see from that girl ever again. Anyways, Alexia goes home. And she 
maybe goes to kill her parents. I don't know. She unlocked her parents' door and her dad is just giving her the fucking the fucking evil eye. And she's not wearing one of those trendy evil eye bracelets where she can deflect that bad energy away from her. So she just fucking locks the door back and she she leaves. She books it. She fucking takes off. So she takes off and then she goes someplace and she cuts all her hair off and she deliberately breaks her nose. And we find out uh, that she is basically stolen the identity of a young boy named Adrian who disappeared 10 years ago. I don't know how the fuck she got this idea. I don't know where it came from, uh, but that's what she does. And the dad comes to like pick up the child and they're like, we could run a DNA test for you. And he was like, do I look like I need a DNA test? I know what my son looks like. And this girl doesn't look nothing like her, his son, but she looks like a very tired man. So I guess he was like, my boy. And we go from there. So he's a firefighter and he takes uh, her home and she like has wrapped up like her boobies in her tummy, but her tummy keeps getting bigger because she's pregnant. By the way, it's from a car. She's pregnant from the car. If you didn't I, know I this. Figured, yeah. 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 I just, I wanted to paint that out vividly. She's pregnant by this car. Um, which, as a side note, I told my dad about this movie in full, and he said, what model was it, the car? And um, this is why I don't talk to him about anything, but also now I'm actually very curious what the model actually is. I'll find it later. So anyways, they get to the fire station, and we meet this one guy. His name is, like, Raylan. Raylan. Um, he's fine as fuck. I don't know why he's so good-looking. Um... He is just like he's he just he looks good. He's the only reason I'm paying attention at this point. So basically, what happens after this point is this girl just keeps like wrapping up her boobies in her tummy and faking as this man Adrian and the dad who's like really fucking creepy and obsessive has like begun to like lock her in a room so he can't escape again because he's like all you ever do is run away. And she's not saying anything. She's just, she is not saying a word. And the dude is like sobbing in the car when they like come home as well. He was like, you haven't said anything. What's wrong with you? Just say something. No, actually, never mind. You'll speak when you're ready. And she never says any fucking thing. This whole fucking, for the rest of the movie, this bitch never talks. Um, so yeah, we find out he's a firefighter. They go on some 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 fire rescue mission type shit. Uh, like this one guy who overdoses, and then they have to bring him back to life. And then the mom of the guy who overdosed, she passes out. And so Ray Rylan was gonna like do the CPR, but but the captain was like the captain who's the dad was like no, let Adrian do it. And so Adrian's like fuck am I doing with his eyes because like I said he don't talk and so he was like do you know the Macarena and Adrian's like yeah and so he's like that's how you do CPR one Macarena Casabena 
Macarena, not breathe. And then he like breathed through her mouth and he brought her back to life doing CPR via the steps of the Macarena. Um, never thought that dance would be useful, but I guess if anybody decides that they want to die in front of me, now I know the proper steps to doing CPR. I don't know. Something about this part really disturbs me. Yeah. Like the whole thing was disturbing, but this specifically has caught me yeah. off guard in a way that I was not expecting. Well, that's what being um, caught off guard is. Never mind. Yeah. Continue. Also, the dad has been um, giving himself steroids and they aren't working. Don't know why that's important, but he's been doing it. He has like bruises all over his ass. We see him giving himself ass shots, but not not the good kind and not the Nikki kind. Just steroids. So he's um That's the good kind to some people. To some people. Um I've been no on steroids. Oh well, yeah. I mean, if that's what you need to get you through it, um do it. But uh, don't abuse it. <laughs> Bars. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. So, anyways, um, him, and Adrian, Alexia get into a fight, and Adrian takes off. He disappears. Well, then he realizes that he ain't got no motherfucking place to go because he realizes that he is a she and she is Alexia, the murderer, and people are looking for her. Well, she goes back and apparently the man injected himself with too much steroids and he had a heart arrhythmia. And she stays with him. She's like, fine, I'll take care of you. And uh, anyway, so Raylan doesn't like Adrian, but he don't know why. He's just like, I don't fucking like you. And Adrian's like, you know, he don't say shit, but I mean, probably if I was him, I'd be like, she don't like me either. Fucking pregnant with a car. Bitch, what the fuck you expect from me? Um, So yeah. So then at some point, Adrian start, Adrian's like getting bigger, and he starts like dressing up and like the dad's ex-wife's clothes and like he's like she's like looking at her body with his pregnant belly and like this pretty little dress and then like he has in a closet and then the dad finds him and is like oh look at you you're just exploring yourself it's fine and then he hugs him it's fucking weird um and then the ex-wife comes back and she's like skeptical Cause she's like, I guess this is my son, but it's been like 10 years. So I don't really think she believes in anything. Well, then you'll never believe it. Um, Alexia is sitting on the floor in her room, scratching her belly. Um, by the way, here's the body horror part. Her belly has begun to rip open. Um, it's really fucking weird. We're not going to go in further into that until later. Um, and then the ex-wife comes walking up and Alexia's got her titties out. And so she closes the door and she's like, now you tell me what I'm supposed to do to properly grieve my son. And Alexia's like, I don't know. And then, and then the mom just agrees to like not tell the husband because he's obviously like 
really happy that Adrian's back and she's like, I'm let let's just keep him delusional, but do me a favor, take care of him. And Alexa's like, oh, okay, all right, well, all right, fine. Um, and then all the firefighters have a party with their shirts off. And it was really good for me because Raylan, I think, was there. Well, he was there for sure. And that's who I was watching. I didn't give a fuck about anybody else. Um, Raylan's there. And um, then Adrian gets on top of the fucking fire truck. And they're like, do a dance. And I guess they were expecting for Adrian to start pop locking, you know, start doing some finger tutting or something. Um, well, Adrian, who is Alexia, used to be a, a car model dancer. So, so he, she starts sexy dancing. Everybody's mad, confused, cause like, what the fuck? Nobody tell you to start dancing like that. It's gonna give us weird, conflicting feelings, cause we're all firefighters with our shirts off here. So fuck, you know. This is like that scene in Euphoria where um, they need a hero but like they weren't specifically gay it just felt like that like they should have been gay you could assume that they were but i don't think they really were because they were very confused at this man doing the sexy dancing on top of a fire truck so whatever um then the dad comes in and he's like embarrassed because he's like adrian what the fuck are you doing so anyways he leaves he stomps off because what else can he do was was he gonna do snatch him off of a fire truck fire trucks are tall can't snatch somebody off of that. Oh, so, oh God, we're almost over, by the way. This is, this is we're, we're, we're right at the end. Um, uh, Adrian fucks the fire truck. What a two timer. Yeah. Like pregnant and fucking a fire truck. Now, what if the fire truck wanted kids? Think about that. Now you're just being fucking rude and inconsiderate. What if the fire truck was really, really, really wanting to be a dad? Or, hear me out, what if it was a girl fire truck? Then gay rights. It's really a toss-up. I don't really know what to tell you. Um, And, the, and then um, the dad, it flicks over to the dad who's in bed who lights his chest on fire he's drunk and he just sprinkles some alcohol on his chest and then he takes a lighter to it and he lights his own shirt chest on fire and it keeps cutting back and forth from this man trying to put the fire out and this woman coming and crying to a fire truck it's really fucking weird uh, she's naked, by the way. No tape on the titties. Just out here, belly and titties out, fucking a fire truck. When then I guess she goes into labor, and so she crawls out the fire truck, and she's like trying to give birth on the motherfucking firefighter floor. Well, her tummy keeps ripping open, and that's not how babies come out. I mean, it is, but I don't think that's how it works in this circumstance. Um. So then she hobbles herself all the way back to the house and she crawls in the dad's bed and she's like, help me, please. I need your help. And he's like, I don't know what the fuck you want from me, 
but also he like at some point found out that she was a girl and he was like I'm, I'll still take care of you no matter what and anyways what makes this very weird is that Alexis starts like kissing on him like on his tummy and shit and he's like no ma'am this is strictly non-incestual I no thank you have some self-respect and then she's like I need some help and he was like okay so he like keeps trying to grab her and pull her to the end of the bed but she's like fighting it for some reason because I guess she thought that like some freaky shit was finna happen but she's literally in labor and he was just like push and so she starts pushing and she pushes out this baby her tummy's ripping more her blood is now motor oil her motherfucking titanium plate by her ear splits open it's fucking weird she dies after the baby comes out he tries to do the one one maca two maca a macarena on her she don't come back to life he's sobbing about it he goes back to the baby and he picks up the baby the baby has this fucking spinal cord sticking out that is all aluminum titanium and I don't motherfucker know how none of that shit worked, but now he's the proud owner of a titanium baby. The end. I would have made you try to guess the end, but I don't think you would have ever, ever guessed that part. I was just going to say she would turn into a transformer. Yeah, that would have been better. That would have been so much better. But no, no, her tummy was ripping open and we see that like her whole like amniotic sac is just made of metal. So I was like, oh shit, she's she herself is made of metal. I thought this was going to be one of those cool things where it was like, oh, because, you know, you can actually get like iron poisoning, the titanium poisoning, mercury, mercury poisoning from titanium. It took me a long time to remember that one. Um, But no. No. Oh, she was just fucking cars. Wow, I hated that. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, the whole body horror part wasn't really even the appeal of the movie. I mean, like, it was, like, a little gory. The weirdest part was when um, she was scratching her tummy, her tummy, and she like scratched a hole into it and then she found out that her amniotic sac was metal and then her boobie started leaking and it was leaking motor oil so i was like wow she's a machine now whatever will we do and that was the movie and everybody on Letterboxd was like, oh, my God, it's so funny if you laugh. I was like, this is not funny. This is fucking weird. And I literally sat in the room and kept yelling, what in the fuck? That's fucking weird. And no one heard me because everyone in my house was asleep. But I just kept yelling, what in the fuck? That is fucking weird. What in the fuck? What in the fuck? What in the fuck? And then she had a baby. And I, then I softly whispered, what in and then it was over. And that is the 2021 movie Titan. Yours was way better than mine's. Just yikes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I like I like knowing that I'm leaving this episode on the worst note. Uh, <laughs> For I real? want everyone I like <laughs> 
I like everyone to know that I am the darkness here. <laughs> um, I am not here to brighten your day. I'm here to ruin it. Um, so yes, if if you'd like to watch either of these films, uh, Titan is on Hulu, I believe, and Lady Bird is wherever the fuck Lady Bird is. It was probably Netflix. I think it's on Netflix. I think it's still on Netflix. That's why I watched it on. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure it is. They just passed that one around. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't recommend Titan to anybody who um, isn't an art house uh, connoisseur. Mm, if you I'm are not, not watch it. yeah, yeah, French films I realize are very, very hit or miss because I'm like, why do I always have to pull up the fucking Wikipedia? Like I watch Raw and like that shit, you know it. You said you didn't finish it. Do you mind if I tell you the end of it? Mm, please don't. <laughs> it's not that bad. Um, basically, the whole family is cannibals. Okay. Well, the mom. So it's a genetic disorder. Um. Yeah. So I had to Google that shit because I was like, what the fuck do French people be on? I thought y'all was like really excited about fucking. Like, like I remember... Like every time I watch an Xavier Dolan movie, I be in it. It oh, it'd be so good. I'd be like, ooh, Xavier, you're so fucking weird. But like I get what the film is about, at least. I laugh at the right parts. Nothing is like weird or weirdly inappropriate. Like he's Canadian French, so I guess that really does make a difference. But like French French people, nah, I don't want none of no more of their movies. We watched Suspiria. Wait, was wait, Suspiria is Italian. Nah, same weirdness. Same fucking weirdness. Mm-mm. Suspiria um, is like weird in like a eighties way, I feel like. Like I feel like it's a different kind of weird where like they started the script and they didn't know what to do, so they just did whatever. Like it could have made sense, but it didn't because they didn't know what the fuck they didn't they didn't have an editor. They did not yeah. bounce the idea off of anyone. They did not let anyone read that script. They said, this is my baby. And they put it out as is. And it came out like that. But I feel they like said, it had potential. They said, you know what's wild? I was thinking about letting somebody read this. But I was too full of myself to let yeah. that happen. Looking at um, you, Sam Levinson. All right. I think that um, I want to watch the remake of Suspiria. We should watch the remake of Suspiria. Yeah. Um, Dakota Johnson's in it, and she's fun to watch. I don't think I've seen anything that she was in. I know you she was in seen... Fifty Shades, but I yeah. had no reason to watch that, so I didn't. You know, the movie that I watched her in was actually How to Be Single, and I actually enjoyed that weird ass fucking movie. I don't know why. I don't understand what I enjoyed about it, but it was kind of enjoyable for me. She broke out of her, like, being the airhead in Fifty Shades of Grey kind of deal, so it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Fifty Shades was just Twilight fan fiction anyway. Yeah, so Titan just is just... Diet uh, Bella. Yep, and, um, well, I mean, Titan is um, Fast and Furious and... Maximum Overdrive and Christine fan fiction, like all together. For real? 
Are you joking? That, I'm, not really. I just, I'm putting putting two and twos together. Because, I mean, if you think about the movie Christine, you know, about the killer car, and then you think about Maximum Overdrive, the killer truck, oh, you okay. make it a I've killer person. Christine. Okay. Yeah, it's it's about a murdering car. Maximum Overdrive is about a murdering 18-wheeler truck. Both of those are actually written by Stephen King. Uh, fun fact. So, yeah. And Fast and Furious is about cars. And I guess, I guess she just was like, I love cars. I'm and just it's about fucking... family, don't forget. Yeah, and she had a baby, and that's family. That's and she now, now she has a a dad, a a, a granddad to her weird baby. Um, so it's you know, it's a family movie, for sure. Not for my family though. Mm-mm. 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 All right. Well, that was chaos for today. <laughs> yeah, that's um you know I I like this. I think we did good. We did better for sure <laughs> the last times. That's true. That's true. Um I think this I, is I, coherent. Yeah, I think this is you know, and I like to think that this is actual, you know, me, me. Uh chaos. This is real chaotic follow and give us five stars if you think um any of this made sense and if it was coherent to you not if you liked it no not if you liked it no well you you probably won't like it if, because... if you followed though if you followed yeah. at least you know what if you made it to the end of this episode go ahead and give us five stars just because you're a super trooper and uh you did that superstar you really fucking did the. I probably wouldn't have made it this far after hearing about the motor oil and her fucking a car. I would have been like, "All right, all right, that's enough." Okay, I've heard I've heard the most I needed to hear. Lady Bird was at least tame. <laughs> at least, <laughs> at least, at least, Lady Bird wasn't fucking birds or something. No, no, I had to jump right in with the. You want to hear about a girl who fucked a car and was a murderer? Uh, you need a shower after that. Oh God. Um. Thanks for listening. Tune in next time. Follow us wherever you listen to your podcast, and make sure to send this to your friends so you can also traumatize them. And if you hated this episode, you can write us hate mail on Twitter and Instagram, which we will probably ignore. Oh no, we're definitely gonna read it. I de- I definitely, I definitely want to know how bad they hate it. Okay, oh. well I'm not going to respond because reading mean things makes my tummy hurt. Reading mean things about me. Yeah. Oh, well, don't be mean to us. Just be mean about the material we went over. You can't be mean. You can't be mean to us. That's that's a federal fucking offense. Ask any ask any lawyer. That is a class B felony. I'm fucking sure of it. Yes. I'm going to ask the FBI my goddamn self. All right, Mm -hmm. guys. Get some sleep. Go to bed. Take a nap. Bye. Bye.
We're funny. Right, should we hang up and call on regular? Yeah, let's phones? do that. <laughs>